I've just been through a couple of weeks of deep grief over the loss, the death of my oldest brother. And last week, I was fortunate enough to be able to go out into the wilderness of North Carolina to try and regroup, find some peace, and collect my thoughts. The area where we were camping was full of rivers. Every path we took in the National Forest took us to some rapids or waterfall or rivulet or flowing river or trickling creek. It's practically impossible not to feel and see the big metaphors staring you in the face. Life is like a river. Our lives are flowing, changing, and growing. Time is always moving. And I love that last week in Lori's call to worship, she talked about the river, especially the adage that no one ever steps in the same river twice because the river is always different and the person is different too, every time. The other balm for my sadness was the outpouring of love and compassion from the UUCCI community. Cards, letters, flowers, emails, texts, Facebook messages, it was all pouring in. I had a vision of an aerial photograph of little rivers flowing into other rivers, flowing into bigger rivers and flowing into the sea. All the tributaries of UUCCI were flowing my way, flowing into my river and changing me at the same time. I have been so challenged, supported, uplifted, carried, occasionally frustrated, but more often than not, totally loved by this congregation. I have been changed by you and you have been changed by me. We are all changing each other. It's a process we go through together. There have been illnesses, there have been deaths, there have been births, there have been birthdays, there has been a pandemic, there have been the events of life, which we flow through and around and bump up against. And if we are lucky, and I do think we at UCCI are truly lucky, we get to do it together. Last week, we looked at ourselves as the river. Today, I invite you to think about how we flow together. Well, how many more wonder boxes can there be before we come back together in person? But I was looking for my wonder box this morning and realized I had a wonder pocket. And here it is. And I wonder what is in my wonder pocket this morning. Oh, I'm glad I put this in here. It, what is this? This is a magnet. We're going in back into science class this morning. We did math class, we've done geography, we've done geology, you know, we've done a lot of classes. Here is science class. This is from Holly's uh, kid magnet set. I don't think she fully understands it, but this reminded me of a little something we're going to be talking about today, which is about our search for truth and meaning and thinking about the two sides of the coin that shape and describe our search for truth and meaning. 
if you remember, our fourth principle says that we are afforded a free and responsible search for truth and meaning. That's what we promote here, a free and responsible search for truth and meaning. And because they're two sides of the same coin, I think sometimes they don't really recognize one another. So freedom, for example, we can go out into the forest and look and decide for ourselves what is real and true. What is true, what brings us meaning in this life. Little do we know, on the other side, there is this responsibility, this responsibility to one another, towards the collective, towards our family and our community. And so we leave Walden's Pond and we come back from the wilderness, from our recollection of all our values and we remember to whom we are in covenant. So we have this freedom to search and wander and discover and we have this responsibility to one another and also to one another in their search for truth and meaning. Freedom and responsibility. In this congregation, I think all of you feel the beauty of, be, of being afforded a free search for truth and meaning. I think that's refreshing for many of you, especially those who were not born Unitarian Universalist. It's so refreshing to be encouraged to search for what is true and meaningful for you, to find your river, to be that river, and to flow on. And I think that you feel a little bit of, of tension with that responsibility. And yet, I have responsibility to others, not just to flow on as I will, but to be mindful of those around me and those who I can support in their journey for truth and meaning as well. And so here's my last part of the metaphor, free and responsible. What happens if we don't recognize the two sides of this coin? Let's say we have too much freedom or too much, well, what's the other word? Responsibility. <laughs> well, let's take a little freedom. Let's add another freedom and let's try to, uh-oh, oh, Jesus. I'm not able to push them together. There's too much freedom. If only there was something else that could uh, bring us together in our community, we could bring a little responsibility as well with our freedom and then let's just see what happens. I don't know, this is beyond my pay grade. A little bit of freedom, a little bit of responsibility, and together it reminds us of what holds us together. That freedom, that responsibility here in this community to value both is the spiritual test. To both journey outwards into the wilderness, but then return home to the sea. This is what we do here, and this is what we'll explore this morning. May it be so, and amen. To become 
is a lifelong process. Nothing is constant, not even the self. We evolve in the midst of narratives meant only for some and ways of being made narrow by fear and power. We must then have the courage to listen to the truth of our own lives, to the wisdom that comes from within, responding without resistance or need to control, but with welcome and curiosity. This is what ensures our becoming is an unfolding of our truest self. This lifelong labor cannot be carried out alone. It requires help from friends and lovers, family and creaturely companions who bear witness to what makes us come alive and say to us, listen, look, feel, pay attention to that. This is loving and being loved. Telling the stories, sharing in the memories, giving thanks for our relationships, understandings and experiences past that have shaped us to this day. This, this is, is loving, loving and, being loved. and being loved. Celebrating new beginnings that excite, holding risks together, leaning into unknowns with the promise of support and companionship. This is loving and being loved. Listening to the future, calling uniquely to each of us in the midst of all of life's noises, helping one another find our place in the shared labor of collective life, supporting each other in what it is the world's ache is asking from us. This this is loving and being loved and being loved to say for the first time this is who i am this is the truth of my body this is what i know about myself this is my name and this is where my path is leading me and to have it heard have it received have it affirmed and then to say it again and again, as we change and the world changes, and to have each proclamation greeted with an open-armed embrace, this is loving, loving and being loved. There is no me without you. We shape one another. The sacred that birthed us weaves our lives together so that we can only find ourselves through shared becoming. For my journey and all its winding ways and for yours, for all the saints who labored for what is, all the kin whose lives made ours possible, for all those yet to come, for whom living our truths today will mean breaking possibilities open for them tomorrow. We pause, we give thanks, we acknowledge this, this is loving. Is loving.
and being loved. And being loved. This morning, we continue our exploration of April's theme of becoming. Last Sunday, we focused on our personal becoming, our individual journey of transformation down the river of life. Next week, we will focus on how our wider world is changing as we emerge from this past year of pandemic. Today, we will focus on our congregation and the beauty of being a part of a congregation that is in and of itself in a process of becoming. In our case, a congregation in the process of becoming filled with people who are themselves becoming. That's like becoming to the second power and exponential becoming. It is timely to talk about our becoming together because just as the spring flowers are returning, we as a congregation are in the slow but sure process of coming back together. Or as my clever sermon title indicates, we are in the process of becoming back together. I thought it was good. I've spoken with many of you over the past few weeks of how eager you are to come back together in person. I share your excitement, I share your anticipation, and I also share with you a little nervousness about what it will be like as we enter this new chapter. With every one of you who tell me that you have uh, gotten va vaccinated or your partner has, or those of you who are now scheduled to get a vaccine, I am filled with joy and excitement for our return to more in-person programs, including on Sunday mornings. I wanted to share this morning a few important updates about our upcoming Sunday services. We will continue to have meaningful and engaging services throughout the spring and summer, but I wanna draw your attention to a few Sundays. On May 2nd, we will hold, on May 2nd, we will hold a, a backyard Sunday service on our beautiful grounds. Similar to when we held our celebration Sunday in the parking lot on November 8th, we will come together for reconnection, remembering, and sharing in fellowship. After the service, we will have an outdoor coffee hour and maybe even a bonfire if it's a little chilly. So mark your calendars for May 2nd and bring your own lawn chair or a chair from your home or a little tent or whatever you want. And we will spread out for a fun service in the backyard in a few weeks. This will be a really important Sunday on May 2nd as it will help us begin to reconnect on our sacred grounds, outdoors, in the place of our spiritual home, where our relationships for many of us began and have been nurtured over the years. Our relationships this year have been strained, to say the least, as we have moved primarily online. I hope as we reconnect on May 2nd in person, we will begin to reconstitute the covenants 
and share once more the stories that bind our lives together. Stay tuned for more info in the Friday Reminder. And in case you are worried about not being able to or maybe not feeling comfortable to come in person on May 2nd, there will still be a Zoom option so that you can be included in this special service. In May, we will also have four other special services, including two services led by members of this congregation. The first on May 9th by our Katali ministry team who traveled to Kenya in November of 2019. And the second on May 30th at the end of the month led by our youth group. All of these services will be back on Zoom and they are really important to attend as we journey back together, remembering our commitments to one another and especially our celebration of children and youth, both here at UUCCI and around the world. You won't want to miss those either. And one more thing, our safety leadership team, the board of trustees and staff are paying close attention to the data in Bartholomew County and the surrounding counties regarding both infection rates and vaccination, vaccinations in these areas. And we will continue to offer updates about when we reach these various thresholds for moving to phase two and phase three of the journey. My hope and my prayer is that beginning in June, beginning in June, we will begin holding services in person with a Zoom option whether we are back in the building or, or we are outside in the backyard as weather permits. What a joy it will be to come back together in person soon. What a gift indeed. As we ponder our becoming together in these months to come, I can't shake the imagery of rivers from last Sunday how helpful this imagery can be for us as people in a constant state of becoming. As Unitarian Universalists, we are not rocks, we are rivers. This morning, Jan expanded beautifully on this theme, ending with an invitation. She said, last week, we looked at ourselves as the river. Today, I invite you to think about how we flow together. I'm deeply moved by this invitation from Jan. How do we flow together? And how do we prepare to flow back to one another? That is what I would like to explore this morning. This imagery reminds me of the hymn we sang a couple months ago, one of my favorites, that begins with these lyrics. As tranquil streams that meet and merge and flow as one to seek the sea, our kindred hearts and minds unite to build a church that shall be free. Whether you are feeling tranquil this morning or a bit frazzled, whether you are feeling hopeful about the budding spring or concerned about the fragile state of our world or a little bit of all of these bits of feelings, I invite you to consider how we might flow together 
as one congregation. In our individual becoming, as individual streams and creeks, it can be hard at times to admit we are part of something much larger. Does the creek know where it leads? Does the stream know where it is headed? I've been contemplating these questions this week and recognize the not so simple answer to these questions. What I keep coming back to, what I keep thinking about was and is the wisdom found in our fourth UU principle. As congregations across the United States, we affirm and promote the free and res responsible search for truth and meaning. We affirm and promote the free and responsible search for truth and meaning. This principle, this may very well be one of the reasons you have found your way to UUCCI. Your journey may have sought a community with less dogma and less doctrine, with, with less creeds and sharp edges. The freedom to search for truth and meaning is a beautiful privilege, a blessing, truly. And of course, another verb could be used in this principle, flow. As Unitarian Universalists, we affirm and promote the free and responsible flow toward truth and meaning. Notice I also use the word towards, that we flow towards truth and meaning, constantly arriving, constantly departing, moving, ever moving forward. I like this imagery a little more than the word search. Search feels, I don't know, a bit for me like I lost my car keys or like I'm looking for a needle in a haystack. It's a little stressful if you ask me, but flowing? That feels right. And this is where we get to our becoming together or said another way, our be flowing together. That was an, another early sermon title, but it didn't make the cut. We are beflowing together. As we flow as one to reach the sea, there is a word that might come to mind that relates both to geology and to theology. That's when you know it's a good term, geology and theology. Anyone thinking of it? Jan named it earlier. I'm thinking about the word tributary. We each are tributaries, flowing, changing, ever becoming waterways of life and love. You, yes, you are a tributary, a flowing, changing, ever becoming waterway of life and love. I'm struck by this word, tributary, to describe waters that meet and merge and flow into other bodies of water. Tributary, of course, comes from the same root that gives us the word tribute, an ancient concept related to gift giving and celebration and ritual and sacrifice. 
to offer a tribute to someone or for someone or something beyond yourself is a profound act. To offer your gifts, your energy, your resources, your nourishment to others or to a congregation is nothing short of a tribute. And with it comes sacrifice, to give something of yourself for some larger purpose or cause is a sacrifice. A sacrifice of what? Well, we could say at its very basic sense, we are sacrificing a little bit of our freedom in order to flow together to reach the sea. In this sense, we are constantly balancing as Unitarian Universalists, as human beings, our freedom and our responsibility to ourselves, to one another, and to all that is. And in doing so, we are invited to consider, as Jan suggested, how will we flow together? How will we flow back together as tributaries, as tributes to each other throughout this season and these seasons in the wilderness through four seasons of uncertainty where we have faced rain and snow and heat and oh yeah, a pandemic. I wonder whether this changes how we think of becoming as a spiritual practice, as a practice of life. Is our coming and going from this place, in this community, through this life and with one another, whether that becoming is inherently both towards and for one another. Maybe we in fact are becoming for and with one another. Whether we notice the other creeks and streams that surround us in this forest, maybe we flow, maybe we become, maybe we do these things in small part as a tribute to life, a tribute to one another and to the sea itself. And maybe, maybe we flow, maybe we become not just toward the sea, but toward our greater sense of self, our truest sense of self, our sense of oneness and twoness and wholeness in this sometimes tranquil, sometimes choppy river of life. May ours be a journey of becoming, of becoming together, and of faithful tribute toward something larger, toward those cool waters that await us just on the horizon's edge. May it be so. May we flow on. And amen. <laughs>